Hello and welcome to Please Don't Make Me Watch Cinema Corner, Ooh. the brand new podcast bonus show. Yay! Because we know you want more. Yes. We're going to try and do these when we can, it just depends on when we go to the cinema together and see something. Basically don't rely on them, but just be like, oh my god, bonus content, it's like a surprise gift. Yeah, right? exactly. Because um, recently we uh, both had some time off from work. So uh -huh. we thought, let's go to the cinema. And we were sort of looking at what was going on, and both of us, the thing that we decided to go and see was If Beale Street Could Talk. Yes. Um, the new film from Barry Jenkins. Recently was nominated for three Oscars, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Supporting Actress, and Best Original Score, winning Best Supporting Actress for Regina King. Yes. Now we've both seen Moonlight, his previous film. And now, well, I loved it. I adored Moonlight. Yeah, we're cliche. It was beautiful. It was, yeah. Yay. And I think, it really stands out as a bit of cinematic. It was just amazing and like unique. I mean, I've, well, personally, I felt like I'd never seen anything like it before. Same. And the way they used light was really clever. Yeah. Like I read a lot of articles about how they used light to light black actors that hadn't been done before. Yeah. And it was really beautiful. And also, Mahershala Ali was amazing. And so Janelle Monet is just like the coolest yeah. person on And Naomi Watts as well. And Naomi Watts. I mean, and also all the people. Um, in, who were playing him at various ages mm. was so good. Anyway, that was a fantastic yes. film. But we're not here to talk about that. We're, we're here to talk about Beale Street. Yeah. Um, so this is based on a book. Yes, based on a book by Jane Baldwin, yeah. Um, and I kind of wish I'd read the book before. Same. Maybe because I always wish I'd read the book before the film. Yeah, I agree. I wish I'd read the book before because then I could kind of comment a bit more on how it was adapted. Unfortunately, Neither of us read the book. Yeah, we should have read the book before we recorded this. I know. <laughs> but also, I think this film has made me want to read the book, mm. in a way. Um, I think overall, sort of, short sentence version of the film, I thought it was really good. I did prefer Moonlight. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was boring. I think it's a bit long. It's an hour and 15 minutes and it did it really feel like it. it. I wouldn't call it boring. It's contemplative. Is what, what I would call it. That's it, so nice. Like, as in... Yeah. I but, agree. Mm. But equally, it's not boring in that I sat there going, when can I leave? Mainly because we went to an Odeon Lux. Oh. But also did make out movies, so it was only like a fiver. I mean, it was a fiver each, but also, bloody hell, those cinemas are nice. You can flip your chair all sorts of ways. I know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Regardless. So I wasn't unhappy to be there. No. And I did think this is beautiful great acting we'll come mm. to that later but yeah. equally there was a point at which i opened my eyes and thought i've had my eyes closed for a very long time oh and no I really realized it and it's not like i'd missed anything i heard everything that went on but i just hadn't been bothered to open my eyes because i was just having such a nice time resting them yeah and it wasn't a film that made me think oh my god i've got to see everything yeah i think like barry jenkins's previous films it is beautiful yeah. it is Stunningly His cinematography is unbelievable. And his directing is so good and how he... And the costumes, oh. oh and just the colours. Oh, the colours are so nice. Yeah. I love those costumes. There's, there's one, costume, one costume where Tish is wearing like this yellow coat. Oh my god, I love pops. it. I think, briefly talking about performances, I think Regina King is amazing in this film. Yeah. Um, I think it, basically the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress race came down to her versus Rachel Weisz. Versus Amy Adams. Partially, I haven't so. seen Vice, unfortunately. Amy Adams is amazing because she's always amazing. Um, but for me, I I think I'm happy that she won. If it had gone to Rachel Vice, also would have been happy that Rachel Vice won, because I think she's amazing in the favourite. Mm. But we're not talking about the favourite. Um, <laughs> I think for me, I also really love the music. I think Nicholas Patel does some really great work 
in Barry Jenkins films mm -hmm. and the music especially where you get this sort of like off-kilter jazz that just gets lost in the whole score with these really lush strings mm -hmm. and it works for the sort of haze of the film in a way. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's a good way to describe the film is it's quite hazy. It's really hazy. Because you're focusing on Tish and Fonny played by Kiki Lane and Stephen James. Who are both fantastic actors. Yeah. I mean, the acting across the board, I think, is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I just think that Barry Jenkins does, like, his long, pondering shots. And which are beautiful, but there's a point in which you go, like, come on. There's a point at which you sort of think, oh, that's... Uh, we've had this pondering shot already. Yeah. Maybe don't. <laughs> Maybe don't. But I'm so I also... I'm, sorry, but I love the thought of you going to Barry Jenkins something. <laughs> he just does another pondering shot and you're like... Barry, maybe, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, again, I'm not a filmmaker, hence why I could talk about the music in like detail and stuff, but I can't really talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. the filmmaking. I could not make this film. I think this film is excellent and I can see why people have fallen in love with this film. And I, I also see sort of, it is very much kind of... It's I just think, the story is so slight. Yes. I mean, like, it's a slight story, you can't change that. It says, a, it, I mean, it's not to say it doesn't say a lot. Yeah. It says a lot, but the story itself, the plot, is very, very slight and it's, it is hard to make that interesting yeah. over two hours, even if you go like, oh, the themes are really interesting because when you're watching a movie, yeah. you're not going, oh, wow, this is making me... I think we should briefly things. talk about the story. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So, essentially, it follows the kind of the love story between Tish and Fonny and then after Fonny is accused of rape and is imprisoned. And she's pregnant. And she's pregnant. This is all happens in the first five minutes of the movie. Yes. I'm not ruining anything. No. Um, I think it's also in the trailer. So. Yeah. Um, and how kind of the sort of it's a comment on like the justice system and race in America in the 1970s, but also it feels quite contemporary. I thought of it as something that was happening now. Yeah. Except for the costumes. It, it could have easily been set in one yeah. day. I think it's interesting in sort of the way this film is paced and the story that's telling that when come awards season, it comes around the same time as a film like Roma, which I know you haven't seen. No, I haven't. I have seen. I think Roma is stunning. I No secret that I love Alfonso Cuaron. <laughs> I love his films. And I think there's a lot of similarities between Beale Street and Roma. And I think if people are going to say, oh, we're going to nominate one of these, I would agree with them in nominating Roma. I think Roma is a stronger film. Okay. Because I think it has a bit more story to it. Mm -hmm. It's still a very kind of contemplative, meditative film on the sort of race and class and... See, I thought this is also an interesting comparatively to the last two years. Yeah. Because I felt like we've had a lot of contemplative stuff. Mm. Like, people have been like, La La Land is obviously a musical, so not like, oh, let me deep thought, but like, yeah. it's contemplative in a really weird way in mm. that it's about like, what it is to be an artist. And there are quite yeah. a lot of slow songs and people thinking. And then you've got Moonlight and you've got Shape of Water, very contemplative. Mm. And uh, Lady Bird and Call Me By Your Name, yeah. see, but like, a lot of very like, thoughtful movies mm. and then this year it felt like apart from room which i obviously haven't seen and yeah. this it was like vice really loud and brassy and then black the panther, favorite really loud and brassy black panther green book like black Panthersman, all mm. of which are very like yeah i was wondering what had happened this year like has everyone just been like mm. we've had enough of thought because <laughs> i think obviously we're recording this after the oscars yeah and i i'm a bit sad that this didn't get more acting nominations i think yeah if um 
uh, Kiki Lane and Stephen James have been nominated for Best Actress and Actor, respectively, I would have been like, yes, completely agree I don't think Stephen James would have been an actor. I think they would have put him in supporting. Yes, probably. I mean, although, can we briefly talk about supporting actor as a category? For me, this was the one that was missing so many performances. Do we talk about this already in the show? No, we haven't talked about this already in the show. Oh, happy days. I yeah, think, it was yeah. missing Hugh Grant. So it, was it was missing Hugh Grant for Paddington 2, which... Um, context, I'd rather see that that did not win. Nominated at the BAFTAs last year, but was eligible for the Oscars this year, was completely forgotten about. Outrageous. It should have won Best Film. As if it's not better than Green Book, which I haven't seen. But no, still. but everyone says that Green Book's not great. But <laughs> I also think, where was Michael B. Jordan for Black Panther? Yeah, if you're going to so nominate someone from that film for an acting role, you're going to either nominate Letitia Wright for Supporting Actress yeah. or you're going to nominate Michael Bidjordan. But Letitia Wright was great, but she was like inspiringly great rather than yeah. like a nuanced portrayal of something. Yeah. As in, not that it wasn't nuanced, but... I think my, Michael B. Jordan for me, it was Michael B. Jordan and Hugh Grant, I was thinking, hang on, where were they in this category? It was like they've all got forgotten because they were in like less serious movies. Yeah. Actually, Michael B. Jordan, was... apart from being one of the hottest men in life. Oh, he's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. Um, it's also interesting because he makes you... He's a villain that's... You agree with him. You agree with. So... Yeah. Yeah. He was amazing. Anyway. And it... And then, obviously, you have kind of the whole thing with Best Actress with people saying, oh, it's Glenn Close's time, then obviously Glenn Close didn't win the Olivia Coleman one. Mm. But also, love Olivia Coleman in The Favourite. Who doesn't? And I think Kiki Lane would have very neatly fit into that category. I think, um, I think there was a lot of strong actress nominations yeah. this year and they just didn't have Because you had Glenn Close, Yelitsia Aparizio for Roma, who is... Who everyone thought could win. Could win. Um, I mean, essentially, I think Yelitsia was much more of a kind of outlier. It was... It's... But I feel like she took the, like... She took the Academy, like, oh, a newcomer. Yeah. Still should get the award and that could have been Kiki, Kiki Lane's, Lane's spot. But, like... um, but the others were Lady Gaga for A Star Is Born, Glenn Close for The Wife, Olivia Coleman for Favourite, and... Um, Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Which is a strong category. It's very strong and it's a shame that kind of, I feel like Kiki Lane could have been in there. But she could still be in there, she's super young and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see what she does. She's very good in Beale Street. Um, I also, I'm really happy that Nicholas Patel was nominated for Best School Hmm. because I do think the music in this is stunning. However, I'm very happy that Black Panther instead won. (laughs) Because, and equally, this was nominated for Adapted Screenplay. I'm really happy that Black Klansman won Adapted Screenplay. Mm. Because you haven't seen Black Klansman, have you? Yeah. Black Klansman is possibly my favourite film of last year. Whoa. Um, I'm putting it out there. It's between that and A Quiet Place and The Favourite. I go back and forth. Wow. But we're talking about supporting actress snubs. Where was Emily Blunt? Yeah, that's true. For either Mary Poppins Returns, but that's more of a lead performance, or for A Quiet Place. Because mm-hmm. she won, I think, the SAG Award, or the Critics' Choice Award, for Best Supporting she Actress. Which was a big kind of, oh god, what's happened? Why haven't she, why hasn't she been nominated essentially anywhere else? Mm. Oh, but back onto this film. Yes, back um, onto Beale Street. Also, the best um, scene is when his family come over and they're all dicks. Yeah. And her family tear them down. Yeah. And it is so satisfying and... and- it's the scene that won Regina King the Oscar. Mm, I disagree. I think Actually, no, it's the scene in Puerto Rico that won yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. But also, like... It's the scene that got her nominated. Her and that family is that... just so lovely. And so supportive. And so supportive, and they're just the best yeah. people ever, and you just love them. Because Tish is 19. Tish is really young in she this is. film. And Fonny's not much older. I think Fonny's meant to be about 21. He, I think he's like 23. A little bit older. Yeah. And they're sort of like, okay, this has happened. 
let's let's support her let's try and raise money for Fonny's legal funds when it seemed like it's actually his mother and his sisters had abandoned him oh his mother and his sisters are hilariously bitchy oh my god like, there's a great sort of tete-a-tete oh, -tete between god, the two mothers and the and the two pairs of sisters so oh, well, Tish and, and her Tish and Tish's sister like go off and like oh, oh my god it's amazing you're like yeah it's really one of kind of it's so satisfying it's such satisfying it's scene. like seeing Cinderella and like back up take down the ugly stepsisters basically and it was it was things like that that I thought oh I kind of wish there was more of this mm, yeah. in this film even though I was sort of watching it and just looking at it thinking this is really quite stunning mm, yeah as a film I think for me the opening shot where you get the two of Tish and Fonny just walking down those stairs mm. and it's with the costumes and the light and all the colour is really vibrant mm. and then slowly the colour kind of melts away from the film until mm -hmm. the final scene where it's very muted. Mm. It's again it's that cinematography thing we talk about cinematography a lot because there are films with some really gorgeous cinematography and mm. um, why again I feel like cinematography this could have been nominated yeah. and probably yeah. should have been. Yeah, I think so. And it's a shame. I think that people initially didn't see it. Yeah, but I, I'm, I mean, it was really good, but I wouldn't have been mad if I hadn't. As in, I would have been mad because I didn't know what I was missing out on. Mm. But knowing now, I wouldn't be like, oh, that is what you should rush to yeah. see. I didn't tell anyone they should go see it. I was like, if you have spare time mm. and you have spare money, money, then do it. But like, I think it's not one that would have been lost had you just watched it on Netflix. Yeah. Um, unlike, I would say, Moonlight. But mm. also, I think there's that thing is that Moonlight was so good and so Moonlight strong. Moonlight also came out of nowhere. Like, yeah. for me anyway, I want to see Odeon screen unseen. Holla at them. It's such a good scheme. And I didn't know what we were going into. Mm. And we saw it before any of the reviews had come out and it was like mind-blowingly mm. good. Yeah, and, but I think there was always that pressure of, yeah. I am following up Moonlight. Yeah, really, exactly. What do I do? Yeah. And I think it's it's a very, very good film. Mm -hmm. And but I don't think I'm gonna watch it anytime soon again. I but if someone says Oh, should I watch If Beale Street Could Talk? I would say yes. Maybe like there are other films to watch, but it was good. Probably. It was good. And that concludes Cinema so, Corner. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for enjoying this little bonus episode. Tete a tete. tete about If Beale Street Could Talk. We'll try and do these semi-regularly if we when can. When we have money. When we have money. And we have meerkats. But in the meantime, social media, all of, social all of media those things. Social media is all there. Instagram, Twitter. Instagram at please don't make me watch. Twitter at don't make me watch. Oh, I was just going to listen to the other episodes to find out. <laughs> Guys, if you really want to know, listen to the other episodes. How is it that hard? They're great. You miss great rants about various things. Social media info at the end of every episode. Why are you asking for us now? <laughs> Something's so aggy. If yeah. you have any things that you would like us to go and see, please recommend us. Tweet at us. Yeah, go yeah. for it. And then we will... We would be very excited by that. Yeah. Also, <laughs> if you want to, you know, send us cinema tickets, even and better. Or popcorn. I eat a lot of popcorn, as you've heard. Preferably cinema tickets, but never mind. But also salted microwave popcorn, I'll accept. <laughs> Yes, if uh, for snack request, I would like pretzels. Or strawberry laces. Any of those. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.